Welcome back everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Chris D. Santana here at MJ Tillon. I've got Melanie Thorley here today as well. Hello. And uh, so what's been going on? What's, well, obviously we've also got um, eBay <laughs> here as well. I've got eBay sitting on my lap but she won't stay there for long. Well, I don't know. We've got, um, we've got, I've got a blank. We've We've lost Nera at the office. Yes. Lost as in she hasn't, you know, gone on walkabout and... <laughs> She's not lost to the world. Disappeared somewhere. But she, um, she resigned to do a couple of different things, didn't she? Mm. Which is kind of exciting. We'll see how that goes. As, and we'll, we'll keep you guys... Closer. Yeah, we'll follow you as we go down. And you can see eBay's now lost interest. Down the ramp. Yep. So, yeah, we've, we've done that. And um, so really interesting popped up this morning. I get lots and lots of emails about different opportunities shall we say sometimes it's an opportunity to make my website better and sometimes it's an opportunity to spend money on other things and uh, the small business association of australia sent me an opportunity to go to one of their seminars which was very fun and they had in their promotional material a bunch of statistics about business yeah. and were they horrifying they're just really I just can't get my head around them a little bit because I don't I mean statistics are a bit of a funny thing and I'm not saying that they're making stuff up because they've gone they've called it the MSMEs Australian (laughs) statistics and I don't know what that means because it's not defined anywhere but I'm going to assume it's somebody um, who does statistics and they say that there are approximately 2.4 million active trading small businesses in 2019 2.4 2.4 million small businesses and it made me think about the definition of small business mm. like, yeah like because the fair that has a definition and the ATO mm. has a definition but it made me wonder what other other definitions there might be so what does your average person consider to be small what's medium and what's large yeah and and, and how one defines it or what and, and in what way like under the fair those who do don't know the fair work act has a definition of small mm. business and it's less than 15 employees yeah. uh, and it's specifically less than 15 employees not 14 or less employees mm. but it's essentially 14 or less employees yeah. whereas and you can earn as much money as you like uh, yeah it's it's a it's an unlimited uh, cap on it's, on finances mm. but the ato have a different definition i believe it's 30 mil or less yeah so for the purposes of tax yeah they've got their own kind of thing they've got their own thing and that could be one employee earning 30 mil or you could have a business of 200 people collectively earning 30 well, you mil. could see that if you if your number one if there wasn't any sort of money count whether it be ato or mm or on the Fair Work Act, you could see how you could potentially structure probably more like a medium enterprise mm. into something that is small. Um, Get the tax benefits, that it, sort of thing. You know, if you were to break it up into, you know, if you had a company and each little team, which would only had, let's say 13, 14 employees, has a different company and you kind of, you can do it. But <laughs> you have to think though, I think this little monster's getting a bit antsy. Yeah, she's she's playing with the toy. She wants us to throw it. I'll see how well she goes, and then perhaps we'll pop her in her little space. 
Yeah, I, mm. I just, I just, I was interested in this 2.4 million mm. ac actively trading small business in 2019, and then it said 96% of businesses in Australia are small businesses. So, so basically everyone. Yeah, basically everyone. And then it went 88% of these businesses are micro employing zero to four staff, and approximately. 700,000 do not employ staff. So they're moving around all these statistics, mm. you know, to, to, and it doesn't mean anything. So we don't know what percentage of the 96 is 700,000 for a start. Yeah. Although I guess you could reverse engineer the the mathematicians out there you could probably figure out yeah, what 96% is. But, but can we, because Oh no, I guess we can, because 2.4 million, and if you say that's 96% of businesses, then you've got a figure. Yeah. 700,000 don't employ staff, and there are 868,248 employing businesses of all sizes, of all employing businesses. I don't know what that means. And, and 812,000 are considered small businesses with fewer than 20 employees. So there's all these kind of numbers out there about what a small business is. And it just kind of made me think about how individual businesses consider this, this kind of concept. Mm. Um, and we know in law there are sole practitioners, those people who are just them, the lawyer and that's it. It's the only people in the business. Basically they, a sole trader. Yeah, sole trader. They might have someone helping trades. them with the admin, but they are a sole practitioner. <laughs> and then we have these micro businesses, which have five or less employees, mm. sometimes they might be solicitors, sometimes they're not, and then we've got medium and top tier and stuff like that. But do businesses have the same concept? Well, I wonder in different industries whether, because sometimes, you know, sometimes there's almost a prejudice against small business, which is crazy when you consider. 96 or 98. Almost everyone. 96% of small businesses are small. Almost is, but a lot of the time people don't like to see themselves as as small. Something about the, maybe it's just the word small. Hang on and people, I'm just going to pop little eBay out of the site. And I'm going to pop her in her You know whether we should as a society kind of think about business a bit differently and how we deal with each other yeah one of the things that always annoys me is you know you'll get some big company is struggling and you know they just the government steps in and, yeah and decides to bail you know not bail them out but help them in some description car companies are a prime example of that example yeah when we all paid some ridiculous number per commodore that was ever made <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Congratulations, we all own a part of a Commodore. Um, but then almost, I sometimes feel like they might hire a hundred people, but look at that, I mean, it takes six businesses, seven businesses tops, mm. which might be a shopping block. Mm. You know, your local shopping block where you get your takeaway mm. mail employ just as many people as that. And you just, you know, what's, what's for them, you know? Well, yes, of 
big business will say that small businesses get a lot of subsidies we only pay 27.5% tax or something like that please don't quote these mm. numbers I'm not a tax agent uh, you know we, we whereas a lot um, businesses are not considered small businesses uh, pay 30% so there's already a concession there's a lot of you know ways out there for us to um, get subsidies or get grants and stuff like mm. that whereas big business doesn't necessarily doesn't get, really that. get that and without using the word we've had a big thing recently that meant the that the government event. bailed us out yeah the event that the government bailed us out and they they specifically gave less money to big business mm. um, and was helping specifically small business so I, I think maybe behind the scenes is all happening but yeah on the face of it it's but what about our attitudes to business? Do we prefer to work and contract with and engage businesses that are bigger? Well, the stats probably say no, because you mm. don't have 96% of the, the businesses being small. What about IGA versus Woolworths? Is it by share that there's not an IGA in every corner, but Woolworths is, that makes Woolworths more popular? Well, I, I have the option of all three which are roughly the same. Mm. And I'm quite prejudiced towards towards Woolies just because I just it's cheaper. like them. I, I don't know. I think it's, well, it's pure loyalty. It's actually well, pure loyalty above all else. Yeah, okay, so loyalty means something. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I am... Um, Every now and again, I need a tradie. Yeah. And more recently, I needed a tradie that, that came in to do some plumbing. <laughs> and when I went out there to look for someone to do plumbing, some of them had logos like, we will always turn up. <laughs> Real <laughs> low yeah, hanging fruit. Really yeah, we will always turn up. And I just thought, when I, when I looked at those, I thought, does that mean that whoever I choose might not turn up. Well, they might not. And the answer is absolutely yes. It was bloody hard <laughs> to get a tradie who turned up. And I certainly not, um, I'm not going to tell you whom I got or mm. what logo they had. Um, but it made me start thinking that if I chose a larger company um, like the Valons, Valions, I don't even remember what they're called. There's, there's a company out there that kind of does a little bit of everything. They do mm. gas, they do solar, they do plumbing, and they're, they're kind of an old, big company. Yeah. And I don't know whether they contract smaller or, you yeah, know, heaps. who's actually turning up. Or they have employees, but they're kind of like a big umbrella company. Mm. And it made me wonder whether someone like that would be more reliable because they've got more people there that can turn up on, on the right time mm. than an individual tradie who might not or might not be able to possibly but then you run into your other problems which you wouldn't have gotten with the smaller guy which is um something goes wrong it becomes bigger than being heard that it's harder some, to get someone to take responsibility for it to take some responsibility um the you're not getting you know maybe there's a dispute with your bill and and you got all the clonkiness that comes with that. You don't get an agile service. Yeah. Um, I think you'll find it's just there's equally as problematic. I think what you really want is just good service. And well, yeah. When logos start looking, good service is largely an individual thing. 
is the people you happen to deal with, mm. which whether it be small, big, mm. probably a handful of people, you know, yeah, this two is or true. three. Um, yeah, and if they are happen to be service orientated, then I think you'll get a good service. This is true. We've recently engaged someone to put um, gutter proofing on our like the, yeah the stuff the, that goes the over thing, the gutter yeah. so stuff doesn't fall into yeah. the gutter yeah and there are a gajillion companies that do this mm. and we found one that came really fast to our house which was brilliant and they asked for a deposit which wasn't insignificant and then mm. they said someone will contact you shortly to arrange the time the gutter went on so so he's He's come, he's the done start, like he, a quiet that's right. sort of thing, and, then and he's asked, collected the deposit. That's right. And then he's told you, someone will be here. Someone, someone will contact us um, shortly. Now, we've waited two and a half months, and we called up the organisation. They said, yep, 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 yep. We don't contact you about the, uh, um, about the arrangement to come until the week with which we come. Um, and I look at this and go... That doesn't make any sense to me. Surely you've got a bigger planning more than just than one, week one week than one week ahead because you, we we've been on your books now for almost three months. Mm. And they said, no, no, it's all fine. We're gonna we're gonna you know it'll be it'll be some the first time we call it was it's gonna be sometime in in April. Mm. That's fine. But now we're in May, obviously. So we call up and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's coming next week. They'll contact you about that next week. And it just made me think that. It's, it's, a, it's a relatively large company, what we thought was a large mm. company, and that they can't even get themselves together to... To, to set a proper schedule. To even give us information about that schedule um, and made us feel like once they've got a bit of our money, they know that we're locked in and therefore can basically throw us around a little bit. But with a deposit like that, could you just walk on saying, we're going someone else, give me my money back? I don't know. We didn't try, but it'd be interesting. Because to I find suspect out. that they have a feeling though that they can, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. Mm. Um, but certainly, uh, your average person is probably going to feel that way that you've mm. given the money, mm. you know, and, and it also means you're going to drop everything out of hat, you know. Well, this on is a true. To Th this be there for them. Yeah. Look, it's it's yeah it's yeah. I don't know whether we have to turn up or not, but someone might have to, have and to. I. It's, it's like some trader who says, oh, I'll be there at 7, and then we're at 7.30, 30, mm. and I needed to leave for work at 10 past 7 and all this sort of stuff. Or, or the, well, we're going to deliver your package anywhere between 11 yeah. and 8. Yeah. And Make like, sure you're at home. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. And just following that on now, we're a law practice, obviously. Mm. It makes me wonder what people expect from lawyers because mm. we've got that kind of, axis of evil where we've got time quality and money yeah and if we do it if we give them if we give people an expectation of time there's a value to that quality because it takes time to mm. do quality but also more quality and more time the more money it costs so you've got to get like a, a like a, a happy medium so for those who don't know lawyers work on this time quality money kind of circle mm. I, I it's i call it a circle it could be a triangle i guess where everything affects everything the more time you put into something the better quality it is yep. but the more money it costs yep. the less time the cheaper it is but the worse quality you know so you've got kind of this happy medium and i don't necessarily think that clients have the same expectations as we do when it comes to time cost and quality i just wonder how we as solicitors can get 
that communication better? Because there's a lot of lot going on. For those who, who have mm. watched our podcast before, we've done this one, Frequently Asked Questions. Mm. And one of the Frequently Asked Questions we asked was, I've just got one question, it's going to be really quick. Yeah. And we talked about that in one of our other podcasts. And for lawyers, there's a lot going on in our heads. For those who watched it, they'll understand. And so that time cost, cost and quality thing, and there's this perfectionist in us, and in the industry there's this question of perfection, mm. but there's also perfection costs time and money. So I'm just wondering how we can manage that in the community. I wonder if it's because lawyers are, I suspect, are held to a bit of a higher standard mm. than your average service. Um, probably comes from the costs. Yeah. It also comes from people probably want their legal service to be more accurate than their gutter. Yeah. Even though they're largely, yeah. you know, they're both important. Um, so you're saying the more money someone puts into something, the more perfect it needs to be? Yes. Yes. Um, and even if that's not even if they don't realise that the, the money is actually the same, you know, mm. you might go to a doctor mm. and pay seventy dollars for a for an appointment. Yeah, at a ten minute appointment. Ten yeah. minute appointment, um, which is higher than my fees, by the way. That's seven hundred dollars an hour, by the way. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, well, they usually talk for a lot longer. Well, that's not <laughs> our fault, though. No, that's they can they can churn out their clients in ten minutes if they wanted to. Um, and Doctors, please don't call in and say how impossible that is. <laughs> um, and people, even though it's still $70, which is significantly less than, you know, your gutter, mm. they want their doctor to be 100% right. They, don't they want do. It half right. You know, they want it 100% right. They the do time. want 100% right. And they want it perfect, quick, everything about it, mm. despite the fact that it's far cheaper and your time money is now completely out of whack. Mm, mm. Um, but I think it just comes from the fact that they expect more from lawyers and doctors and your accountants would be the exact same. If you were to make a mistake on someone's tax, you know, it's, you know, people are going to expect a lot more from that. I think it's to do with just the stakes are higher. People are scared of, of not complying and they want it hundred percent right. So, it's not necessarily about the cost being the ex if you, more you pay the more expectation is that you get it right mm. it's actually the industry because because yeah. if you if you take it from a different perspective and say well i'm paying a lot of money so i want it to be right we pay a lot of money for lots of things we pay a lot of money for a wedding photographer for a wedding cake mm. for you know for lots of invite you know for lots and lots and mm. lots of things and somehow we don't expect weddings to go perfect Somehow we don't expect our cake to be absolutely scrummy yummy, but we do expect yeah. our lawyers to get it right all the time. And it's a lot of stress, guys, by the way. It, it, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I think it's all just industry-based. I yeah, think okay. it is probably long-standing views about mm. certainly our industry. I imagine it's the same with the other professional services um, about who we are and People think that you've, you know, you've been to law school. You should know everything. Know everything. <laughs> well, I, well, I do know everything, Chris. And you know everything too, surely. Surely, sure, surely. definitely, definitely. Everything. Ask me anything, and I'll anything give you at all. The perfect answer. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's it's just industry based. It's yeah, fair enough. You know, but I think yeah, 
this week though I was watching the TV mm. as I do most of us do and um, as you know I'm an avid reality TV show yes fan. I do know that I do <laughs> I do frequent them and I think a lot of it is to do with how just dumb it is it, right it, it's just completely different to what we do for work mm. um, it's it's a nice change yeah it's just yeah it's, I don't think yeah um and I saw a news article this week and it was about have you ever heard of my kitchen rules I have this is about where this this is not about fancy cooks being fancier is it this is about no. people who cook at home being good at cooking at cooking home. home basically and they, they do it in the person's house is that what they do also or yeah, do they go at to their a, house by the way I've, I've is it their Complete house? side note, I found out that a lot of times it's not their house because their house, and how embarrassing is this, is not up to Kitchen. TV standards. <gasps> um, which, so, they, so if you don't have a TV standard house, they... They find you a house to cook in. And that is fantastic. Um, the whole thing, and by the way, the crazy things like the whole, the whole show takes like all night. Um, really? Yeah, like they, they might start at five, six... They don't leave until like two, three in the morning. Oh my god! If anybody there out there is watching, if your house god. has been the house that has been good enough for my kitchen rules, mm. please contact us. I find this fascinating. Because that's an ultimate compliment, right? Oh, I think that's brilliant. We found your house, and it's, it's yeah. good enough to be. Yeah, and tell us about this like lengthy experience. Anyway, so Matt, yeah, imagine having people just coming into your house, and just taking it over, lights everywhere. My kitchen rules. So yeah. yeah. All right. So basically, yeah, it's, it's a show where you know people on the street cook yeah. for, for a bunch of people and they yeah. kind of vote and <laughs> about whose food is good vote or or maliciously well this is where this comes to so <laughs> a woman was awarded i think it was twenty thousand dollars per per year in workers compensation because she was the villain of her year <gasps> and there was some very salacious type of Story, you know, how each of the person basically gets a storyline, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And hers was sleeping with the enemy, <gasps> right? And um, basically, they're running this, this innuendo that she was kind of sleeping with one of the other contestants. Now, this is completely false. Like, now, are these contestants each my kitchen? Is it meant to be a couple or is it just meant to be two people? Some of them are couples, right? But a lot of them aren't, they're just two people, they're my right. brothers, okay. sisters. Um, or mates or something. Mum, son, yeah, oh, okay. okay. Um, and this was kind of the like storyline they ran for her. Um, <laughs> How long ago was a storyline? Two years ago. Right, okay. Um, Is this a show that comes on once a year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so two seasons ago. Yeah. Um, and she has been awarded basically for, for bullying and harassment and that she suffered mentally because of it. Um, and I kind of see it. I mean, it's super damaging for the reality TV show industry because there was, there was a couple of things in dispute here. It was basically, was she an employee? Yes. Um, they have an insert about her contract and it has in no uncertain terms. You are not an employee. You, it, this is, you are not an employee. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. not an employment relationship, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like we write into all our contracting agreements. Yeah. yeah. No, none of this relationship yeah. is employee relationship. Yeah. You cannot consider it to be one, blah, 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 blah. No uncertain terms. Did, that went out the window um, and I, I can see it I mean they were getting paid a wage um, they get paid a wage to be on the show they get paid a wage 
because it's minuscule. It was five hundred dollars cash, uh, so five hundred dollars in wages and five hundred in allowances. Okay, which is a strange. Is strange it because thing. it costs five hundred bucks to to seat everybody and feed them, and they don't want to be out of pocket? Is that how that works? Possibly, but I suspect that the food is still paid for by the because um, oh. it, it's accommodation. I can only assume it's for when. Because they have to travel from all different parts of the country. Right. So, you know. So they get $1,000 for the entire show? Or is it no, 500 per week. Per week? Yeah, per week. And I don't know if it's per week of shooting. You know, how oh, I can works. see this because you'd have to give up your job for a while to get on with it. So you have to survive yeah. somehow. You have to survive. And and although they denied this. Was super paid? I guess there's a whole pile of... So I'll stop well, asking all the legal you questions. No, well, you should. You should because this is kind of where I was headed was... They determined that she was mm. an employee, and the reason there was she was getting a wage. Um, it was regular work. It was steady. Um, fits all that criteria. Fits all the criteria. I mean, they're deriving a benefit from them. I mean, uh, they're essentially. And they couldn't get someone else to do it. They couldn't just palm off him to put you on. No, should, no, and you can see. Yeah. I, I think when you really think about it, it it fits within it. Okay. Um, but this particular issue had about workers' compensation, which yeah, yeah, yeah. Per side. But it completely opens up about all the other issues. Because I don't think they'd be being paid super. I don't think they'd be paying annually. I don't think they'd be this and that. Um, what happens if you get voted out? Are you dismissed? Is that, is that a valid reason? <laughs> Unfair dismissal. Well, <laughs> valid what, reason. what if, what if the protections. reason you were voted off you made was a... complete and utter BS? You know, where does where does this stop, but, but and where, where does this leave the reality? Yeah, so I'm going to say, where, where does this leave reality TV? Because yeah. look at because Big Brother's happening right now. Those guys mm. are literally in there for the money, and you can see why they need to be paid. Because do they get paid regularly? I think they do. See, like I don't I, understand that. I don't. I don't. I, I know the block gets paid. Do they? Yeah, they collect about forty thousand dollars, I think. Really? Um, because they. I, I know mean, that the they're, they're basically contracted, I'm, like they're, they're, they're be, building. Yeah, a, well, that's a place, true. They're, they're which, building a. Yeah. Which the the Channel Nine or whoever's doing it gets to sell the place. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you, you can't just have slaves and call them reality and film them and call them reality TV shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one would go on it because they're actually quite stressful, which hence the work cover claim. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, but I mean, you can. You know, there's a good chance you get some Instagram followers, you get a bit of a following, you know. That's right, they become minor celebrities in your own right. Some of them have been on those other reality TV shows. Yeah, there's a following. Dancing effect. with Stars and all that sort of um, thing. But, I mean, for this poor girl, it's essentially like your boss, after the fact of filming, is now trashing you to the rest of the world. Well, it's not just that, it's the rest of the world. Because I don't think many people can separate the personalities on TV mm -hmm. to the personalities in reality. Yeah. And this this came up from time to time for people like, for those that don't know, there's a long running TV show in England called The Cor Coronation Street. Mm. It's been going on for like 50 or 60 years. Their version of Home and Crazy long time, yeah. I think it's one of the longest running TV shows in the world. And some of the baddies, yeah. if you want to call yeah. them yeah. that, the uh, would get like, you know, eggs no, thrown at no. them and shit like that in the in supermarkets and people going up to them, I cannot believe you're doing that to little Lucy and little Lucy's a television character, <laughs> you know, this sort of thing. Well, they're with their family walking down yeah. the street. <laughs> uh, little Lucy doesn't exist because she's a TV character and oh, by the way, little Lucy's not 
called Lucy, you know. And or actually we're really good friends yeah. and we actually had dinner last week. I can't week. believe you stole that dog and it's like, uh, what? <laughs> you know? So so people have difficulty separating out these these characters, right? Mm. And, and although I'm not privy to how long these shows go for, I mm. do know they go for a while. Well, I mean, most of them would be going for, I imagine, filming for, you know, two, three months. Right. You know, so it's, it's not... It's really hard nothing. to separate, yeah. It's, I don't know how that's going to go. Mm. So, what's the end game for this then? Well, this is what I'm really interested in, is where does this leave reality TV? Because there are always villains, and they are almost always a load of rubbish. But this is what makes the shows interesting, right? If yes. everyone got along, it wouldn't be TV. It'd be extremely boring. Right. Um, you have to have these people. You have to basically slander someone. So, if every single one of them is... Because you can see mental health is going to be a problem with every single one of them because you're just posting them on, on everywhere and telling them that this and that. But you're also putting really bad mixes in. In an employment oh, yeah. environment, you kind of work out who's a good fit. Yeah. Right? We love that word. It's not a good fit. You don't fit. put people who hate each other in the same Yeah, room. or they just can't work together because mm. this person is passive aggressive and this person's openly aggressive and they're just going, oh, all day. Yeah. Or Like we have two cats and a dog in, in this office. You couldn't have someone who's terrified of dogs because no. they'd be constantly stressed and that yeah. just wouldn't make any sense. So you're kind of managing your, your environment. Yeah. But they're doing the exact opposite. And, and they're, they're just doing pushing it. it. In, uh, intentionally. Completely yeah. intentionally. So if they're all employees, then... Uh, Duty of care and all God, that. God, it'd be... They're falling foul everywhere. And I just wonder where, where this leaves them. Is it the end of reality TV? <sighs> or the beginning, the sort of end of the wedge type stuff? Beginning of the end. But we're, maybe, but our, our appetite for it is, I think... We, it's funny as a society, isn't it? Because we know intellectually these things are all totally fake, yeah. but we still buy into it. And it's, it's like, I don't know, for those of you who are my age, back when I was, <laughs> really show my age now, back when I was a kid, mm. uh, world wrestling was superstars of world yes, wrestling was, yeah it was a really cool show and it, it was cool for a long time yeah. but we had these characters called was it jeff the that that was a something the heart man heart yeah. and you know um at the time there was um there was hulk hogan was there yeah. and stuff like that so you know we had all these characters and as a child, I believed it was all real, <gasps> you know, stuff. But as an adult, we know it's it's a it's a dance mm. and it's a choreographed thing. Yeah. And now, as an adult, I watch it and I can see the um, the umpire going, you know, doing his taps, showing them what to do next. You know, like like a like a lady stands up, or someone stands up with children who are dancing, showing them what the, the best next way of thinking were. about wrestling is. It is basically rednecks opera. Or Redneck Circus. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of vocals oh, on yeah, that one. Up, right, right, uh, <laughs> but it's brilliant, right? It's exactly true. But it's, cho <laughs> it's choreographed dancing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, it's, and it's beautiful. Mm. Um, and it's fun to watch. And mm. we know it that it's fun. fake, but we buy into it nevertheless. Mm. Who's going to win this week? You know? yeah. And then some girl gets on stage and starts going, you slept with my boyfriend. Yeah, it's all very salacious, <laughs> scandalous. It's brilliant. And the, yeah. girl, you know, and the girls are barely dressed and all this sort of stuff. Mm. But we do the same with, with, with this reality TV mm. show We're, for these people who are stuck on islands and inside mm. you know, houses like Big Brother or 
cooking shows where everyone's horrible to each other or mm. I mean there's got to be hundreds of I don't know but the list goes on right mm. so how at what point do we stop seeing you know I just don't know where the end is for this. I don't know what the if, if everyone's an employee and we have to have a duty of care and the Work and Safety Act exists and there's mm. sexual harassment and discrimination and workplace complaints and, and all that works, mm. then it's not going to work. Uh, I probably tend to agree with you. Like if it opens everything up and there is no carve out for it, which you know, I can't imagine there will be, um, you just can't see it continuing. Not in the way... It has to change, right? Unless they just run the risk. Because, I mean... they has well, been for years without it. They would be making a lot of money from that show. I mean, I know it's probably not the best business practice or, you know, most ethical practice, but... Maybe. This is this is similar to your priest who was, you know... Yeah, the one who fe he uh, got fired because he refused to repent his sins. Yeah. Got, kicked out of the church was essentially firing yeah and he was um, considered an employee wasn't he yeah because again but nothing's happened so, you know we just maybe maybe these are all giant storms and teacups an anomaly in the legal world well but i was i was reading the kind of chain because this is this is a bit of a chain to these kind of mm. cases and there's been two others in the last two years okay. in different shows basically bringing the same thing about being essentially harassed and bullied yeah by virtue of the way that they were portrayed on the show um i mean she also raised other things like they were they were working over 40 40 hours a week and um stressed you know they stressed there was stress and they were being called at all hours of the morning oh, for work and, and they had to go stay up till two o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah yes you know i would not i would hate that i hate sitting down for a dinner can you imagine? I remember I was in Byron Bay <laughs> yeah. uh, years ago. This is yeah. before it got commercialised. Yeah. And uh, we were at a restaurant and it was busy. I, I accept it was busy. We sat down at like 5.30, got our entrees at about 8. And... So it's already been three and a half hours. No, four, two and a half hours. And a half yeah. hours yeah. And then when we asked them when our mains were coming... <laughs> They about this is about nine o'clock at night. They said, "Surely you're enjoying each other's company." Oh no, they didn't. And I'm sitting there going, "Actually, I'm actually hungry." The reason well, why we can just talk to each other anywhere. Yeah, I just we yeah, and and whether I enjoy my husband's company or not is irrelevant to your service of giving me food after I've paid for it. You know, so we we got up and left. Um, yeah, obvious for obvious reasons and I just wonder how when is enough enough when can you in these shows just go you know what I'm out well I mean they probably have some sort of does anybody thing. leave I don't watch these shows do, they do, do sometimes people go bugger this I'm out yeah they usually make a big thing of it I don't know whether <laughs> it's necessarily they're leaving for the reason that gets portrayed because mm. um, it, it would never be god I hate this show I hate everyone here. I hate you and I hate you. I hate the producers. <laughs> I hate the producers. All the, all the uh, contestants, lovely people, but actually the people behind the scenes suck. Yeah. I don't think that that's going to make the TV. Um, one, but, of these, one of these public exits you hear on, on, at work, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, 
do you think, and, and by all means, if there are people out there that have worked behind the scenes and ads, you say, mm-hmm. please contact me because I think it's the most interesting We're thing. fascinated by this, com- yeah, um, this, this environment. You're at a dinner party for 10 hours. <laughs> you're going to get three courses and we can see what they're like. Well, they're, they might be super tasty, but they're not massive. <laughs> um, do you think they get food in between? They would or what's have got, to. I'd be so hangry and, and <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd eat it too fast as well. <laughs> you'd just stop it. Down. You're, giving, you're giving straight tens. Where's all my Because <laughs> you're just so so hungry. That's right. The whole time. And people go, "How was it?" You go, "What? How was what?" <laughs> I'm just hungry. I didn't <laughs> even hit the sides, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you see in the corner of the footage, you, there's one person who's just scoffing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, just, you know, are you finished with that? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're poking around. Yeah, it's like, oh, did, did you want to eat that? <laughs> it's kind of hard. They well, I, I, pack a lunchbox under they, the they table. Would ha- they would have to because cause surely on those shows people leave some of their food on their plates. Yeah, it's a kind of dramatic thing. Yeah, and after 10 hours, you wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, matter how It doesn't matter how bad the food it is. is. Because food is never inedible, mm. no matter what people say on these television shows. It's not inedible. Therefore, they're going to eat it if they're super hungry and there's no other you, choice. You're going to absolutely do it. Well, I mean, one of the things, I've, I've met someone who was on MasterChef before. Really? And she was telling me some of the secrets. Was, um because they're kind of cooking frantically yeah it's really contrived as well though right like you just kind of you get you get you know a limited number of vegetables to do it's yeah, all yeah. really it's kind all, of staged right so they're, they're, they're cooking it's and they get it's dirty it's messy yeah. there's flour everywhere and then cuts the next scene and they're, they're all sort of sitting there with their, their plates <laughs> waiting for the judges to come and the place is like spotless and it, it only dawned on me when I was speaking to her. That would take a while. Yeah, it does. Like clean, yeah. Clean the whole set. And she says what they do is they take all the food, like their plates, put it to the side, put it in a fridge. They then wheel out the whole station. A whole new station gets put in because it's actually just quicker than cleaning it. Like they move all these things off, clean all the floors, wax, re-wax the floors. It takes ages apparently um they then reset the set and the reason they put all the stuff in the fridge is i think partially because food safety i mean that still exists um but it's so it's fair so all food is equally as bad as each other because <laughs> your steak is cold as well, anything i don't get it then because food there are certain foods that just taste better that's what i said I at said, room temperature or hot you would then make because your taste buds like all the it. cold stuff. You know, you're gonna make, you know, all your desserts which are which are cold, not, you know, a, a steak. Yeah, because like a or hot a, pot or something, it's gonna be really gluttonous. It's, it's yeah. gonna. <laughs> and I thought those judges have been lying to us because you're saying this tastes lovely, but yeah. that is not. Mashed true. potatoes doesn't taste good <laughs> cold. No, it doesn't. Uh, gravy is pretty horrible cold yeah it's just I mean there are very few foods that after you cook it you wait for it to go cold and it tastes better and really cold 
<laughs> really, really cold. I mean, we all eat our fries cold, but we don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, and it's... That is weird. Yeah, properly. And they're the same thing, though, that the, the whole the, set takes, like, all day. Do they, do they at least eat the food hot first and then bring out the cold plate and then take a nibble and Whoa. make a decision? Because how would no. they possibly know who's good and who's bad? I'm gonna be super controversial because I watched I, and, and, and this is gonna get me you know a lot of hate mail I'm mm. sure of it but years ago there was a master chef with a girl called Poe in it yeah, yeah, yeah. an Asian girl yeah. and there was another there was a woman in it also and uh, and I know exactly yeah, Julie was, Julie Julie name. yeah okay Julie and Julie won I'm, you are bring about the robbery that was that season. <laughs> I'm glad someone else has brought this up. That was robbery. I, I think I think Poe should have won. As Poe, right? Yeah. Yep. I think Poe should have won. And the reason... And I just think your food was looks better, personally. I yeah. didn't taste it, obviously. I certainly didn't taste it cold. But Julie just wasn't as good a cook. Yes. She just couldn't get shit done. And, yes, yes, And yes. after she won, I just happened, I'd hardly ever watch what I call yeah. smiling news channels, which is these morning magazine shows, evening magazine yeah. TV shows. I, I, they're just not for me. But I was happening to watch one back that then. Time, yeah. And it had Julie on it cooking an omelette. And the <laughs> omelette was all broken up. And I'm like, no, how can an omelette be broken up if you won? You said broken up like she, she did the mess. flippy thing and yeah, it just... Yeah, it just fell apart. Yeah. And I was like, how can you do that? And, God. And, and win Best Cookiness Cook of the Year award. It's just... It, I don't know if you <laughs> remember that season, but she I didn't a, watch my, my, all of the show, though. She was a liability throughout. She was <laughs> always on near the bottom. Um, and just so having to scrape away the controversy was the whole way through but the robbery was from but the, the start food was so dull and the food you know yeah, it was it just was... it just seemed like anyway so but i was happy to find out that poe in later years became basically a cook superstar yeah she, she and she's got some really fun cooking shows i'm now plugging poe um which because my husband loves cooking shows um, but I've never heard of this lady again. I don't know where she's doing. The pr the uh, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, literally, and but, they all come to the top. But is, but is, is it like that? The person you want to win doesn't. Well, I suspect, and this comes down to like what we we're talking about before, where you know the controversial pro producers like getting a little bit too overly involved. Um, I suspect that it was more marketable the mumsy cook was going to market better than the young hottie yes <laughs> please please do not send in. <laughs> I, I, and but you can market to either of those right like the julia childs of cooking versus what's that guy's name um the one with the kids now who is a bit mumsy uh that british dude who makes oh jamie Oliver. yeah like because back when he was younger, he would have been the Poe, and yeah. and Julie would have been the Julia Childs kind of difference in yeah. Culture. I don't know what you mean I mean they're not. It's not like she was completely unmarketable, but I just think it, they determined that Julie was more. Yeah. And didn't matter what she cooked, <laughs> it, she was winning that. Yeah. Which is a bit unfair when you consider that you do actually get a prize money out of this. This is true, and you get a whole pile of other things like press. Yeah. And and. 
cooking shows and you know there's, there's other things mm. that knock on from that Poe had to create something whereas yeah. that was given to Julie from what I understand mm. but yes I'm going to be super you know oh, 100,000 people the robbery that was that year is well known <laughs> amongst the world I think <laughs> because your average viewer and I wonder if producers kind of realise your average viewer they're not stupid mm. they know they're watching something that is not real mm. in its entirety they're happy to look past it, but when it steps almost too far, where it's just strange, it's unbelievable. Where you, you're watching it and you just think this... This is not true. What they're saying is not true. Yeah, this is really interesting. I was in America when the first... America's Got Talent, I think, of mm. music. From a music... American Idol? American Idol um, played Simon out. Yeah, but it wasn't Simon Cowell in America. It was it was the first oh, yeah. American one. And I think don't think it was Simon Cowell. And Kelly Clarkson won. Mm. And the guy that she bet, I can't remember his name now, but he's also a superstar. And everyone mm. thought he was gonna win because he was like brilliant on stage, yeah. it was super engaging. Um, this is years ago, obviously. Mm. And everyone and all of a sudden it was Kelly Clarkson. Now Kelly Clarkson did become a superstar. Um, but she had to really fight for it, whereas that other guy just mm. kind of did it naturally. Mm. Um, and the, they said the reason why she won over this other guy is because she blossomed the most in the show. So she grew. She grew into something that mm. they could market, as mm. opposed to this guy who was just always really great. Mm. And I just thought that was really mean of them, because what they're saying is natural talent and natural showmanship didn't make any difference. You had, you had to have something that was going to get bigger, you know, grow and grow and grow. Mm. And someone who was going to grow into the role was more marketable than someone who already could entertain, mm. which I thought was actually really mean. It, yeah. It was I mean, a bit controversial back then, too. It's probably controversial. Well, to be fair, Kelly Clarkson's kind of grown into something's fairly big. She, she's a superstar, no, no, no doubt. She's, mm. yeah, I actually have some of her music mm. on my you know, iPod thingy. But, yeah, it was just interesting that this other guy, who's now turned into his own superstar, I can't remember mm. who it was. I can't remember who the guy's name is now. It's not Adam Lambert, is it? No. No, he's later seasoned. No, he, um, he, I mean, I think he sung next to Madonna and shit like that. Like, he's yeah. had his own. He's had his own superstar, yeah. nice, but he had to create it. As mm. in Kelly Clarkson, it was, she had the next single produced yeah. for her and stuff like that. Yeah, something You know, Kayla Clarkson's about to replace um, Ellen as kind of the next um, TV. She, she's doing a TV queen. show now, I think. She's got her own, like, daytime TV, and apparently she's killing it. And I actually really like Kelly. She's got mm. this kind of wholesome, yeah. um, you know, persona. Mm. Um, she hasn't gone off the rails as such. She you hasn't know. bullied everyone, like, <laughs> unfortunately. Ellen Who is. knew? I did not know that. I, I'm going to put my hand up and say, I thought... You called I, it? I called it. Called it? You just... I don't know. I just got it. You got the feeling? I got the feeling. Also, almost all comedians find themselves in trouble. Oh my god, some of them, like... <laughs> like you know what I mean, like, for one thing or another... Just behave like a dick. <laughs> their, their life in the spotlight is limited because they are just gonna say something. Do something dumb. This is true, there's, um, there's the, uh, I don't know, you're, you're a bit of a, um, kind of a, a cult TV yeah. fan. Have you ever seen the IT crowd? 
No, no, I stayed away from it. But you know, I do not want to Yeah, yeah. About there's a show called The IT yeah. Crowd, and in it, there's a guy who now do, does The Gadget Man, mm. and he does these over goes overseas for a weekend television shows. And I actually yeah. quite, I think he's quite funny. But the guys, the people he has on the show sometimes are just total dicks. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like, he brings a comedian. Yeah. He brings someone funny along with him on these weekend yeah. holidays, yeah. and some of them are just total assholes. Like they were. <laughs> I, um, I think they were, I can't remember, they were at the beach somewhere yeah. and uh, they had one of these mats that you put on the sand and if you put sand on it, it kind of sifts through to yeah. the bottom um, and they're quite fun and, yeah. and this was a new thing back then and they were, obviously they get paid to promo all these items and so what this comedian did is he kind of put the mat up like this and, oh my god, this is gonna to totally give it away. And he put and he picked up the sand and just chucked it at it. And of course the sand just kind of bounced off. Yeah. He goes, well that doesn't, that doesn't work that well. Yeah, he goes, that doesn't work, does it? And Gadget Man kind of pulled it back and said, Yep, that was the um, sponsor No, no, he said that was the uh, um, the product test that the sponsor wanted to see. <laughs> and it was so just like just, stop being such an asshole about this. Just play ball. Yeah, just just use the product the way it was designed and see if it works. If you don't like it, pan it out then. Yeah. I mean, there were lots of crazy gadgets on the show and you look yeah. at it and go, oh, who's gonna use that? And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Mm. But that's just a stoop, this is an assholey thing to do, yeah. right? So, you know, the comedian and stuff, they just- They're just gonna do shit. Name one and there is controversy. Yeah, this But is that's true. kind of what their job is. But, but this is behind the scenes, Ellen was a total witch. Yeah, somehow hers kind of is worse. I don't know what happened, but there was a bunch of people who walked off or something. Yeah, it seems like she was just a witch. really mean to her staff, essentially. And just weird stuff like um, no one was allowed to, um, I think no one was allowed to like speak to her unless she spoke to them. And, <laughs> you know, like almost like royalty kind of stuff. I don't think royalty do that, but yes. But, you know, <laughs> she's not. She um, is. And... Just, just treating them abhorrently, and in today's day and age, that's seen as quite. Well, also, average. you're not, you know, this is, we're all taught as children, you know, deal with people the way you want to be dealt with. I mean, who thinks that's a nice way to deal with someone? I mean, mm. what, what, at, at what level? I mean, I know we all can get a bit short from time to time. We, we all kind of lose it from, mm. moment, you know, at, in, in any moment in time when we've had a bad day or less sleep or whatever. Mm. But as a general rule, most of us behave in a way that's respectable. Yeah. You're talking about someone who consistently behaved Apparently. without respect. Yeah, yeah. Without right. And, and felt that was a perfectly, yeah. uh, uh, maybe not acceptable, but that was the way that she could get away with. Yeah. And, and she really paid for it, in fact. Yeah, well, she, I think she's finishing up this year as her last year. Basically lost her show that, because of that. Basically, I mean, she would have made... She's made enough money to look after herself. Yeah. But um, yeah. I imagine that's pretty much her for... It's funny, isn't it? Because you know, public opinion doesn't change. This happened very. recently with a, um, with a restaurant in the valley, from memory. There was a chap, there was a restaurant in the valley that had... Um, a receipt that had two annoying Asians written yeah. on it and it wasn't that that was the problem it was the business owner tweeting it or putting it on Instagram going my staff are awesome 
And their, their face, I went to look for it, their Facebook page it's afterwards, and it's gone. It was gone like hours after the thing. Do you think it comes down to it? Like, today's day and age, you've got, um, you know, social media, internet, you're invisible if you're not on it. It's true. Fact of matter, it's the world. If, yeah, if feel free to cyber stalk us as much as you like. Well, you have to, you know, and yep. everyone does. Yeah. I think everyone should just be completely unabashed about it. Um, but it's such a double-edged sword. It really is. You step out of line just a little bit. Yeah. That's it for you. This is true. We're quite controversial, in my view, on this mm. show. We mm. could be worse, but we could be we a lot better. We do hold it back sometimes. We do hold it back sometimes. We could be worse, it could be a lot better. But we do say the odd controversial thing. Yeah. And it is risky, isn't it? It is very risky. I think risky. it's risky. Um, but it's also, the stakes are so much higher because people also want that. They don't, they don't want you to be risky. <laughs> they don't, want you, they don't want you to step over the line, but they want to know you. They, they, don't want want to be, they don't want you to be bland, but they don't want you to be <laughs> non-bland in the wrong way. They want you to be right on the level. <laughs> and that, and then it just falls apart when you... when you Go over the line. You go over the line. You know, take that restaurant. That people, probably, people probably like that. You know, people that followed him at least would have liked that he's, you know, he's a real person. He's, a, you know... A, approachable in that kind of sense of the word um they seem like they know him but then the problem is if you know someone you also know the bad parts about them and you know, yeah i think he probably if he wanted to support his staff he probably could have done that in a way that wasn't so public because he's the one he, that posted it, it do you think he would have taken it back yeah in hindsight I think he probably tried, but you know, there's a whole. That's not how it works. That's right. There's a whole pile of toothpaste out of that tube. There's a lot of screenshotting going on yeah. and things like that. So yeah, it's not quite how it works. No, it's not. There's a yeah. There's a lot of toothpaste out of that tube. I think. Yeah. I, I think there's one thing that you can support your staff. There's another thing to do it publicly and humiliate somebody else in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you pay the price. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Well, people, hopefully you've uh, enjoyed today's podcast. Um, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And until then, you guys have lovely, a lovely, lovely week. See yeah, you later. Right.